Welcome to the Thrive Podcast, the place where you will get to know inspiring real-life women who dare to do the uncommon. They embrace who they are in their life's purpose, and most importantly, they thrive because of it. I am Olga Mueller, a personal success coach and speaker, passionate traveler, and unshakable believer that everyone deserves to live a life they love without ever having to feel guilty about it. Each week, I will introduce you to powerhouse women from all around the world to show you that you can create a fulfilling life you love, no matter the circumstances, personal history, or topic. Me and my fellow ladies are here to bust your fears, your feelings of guilt and shame, and boost your confidence to a whole new level where you are finally able to see that I can do it too. Get ready to dare, embrace, and thrive unapologetically with us. Let's do this. Hello, you badass people out there. I'm back and I've got so many things with me um, that I want to share with you over the next couple of weeks and months. So be prepared for the second season where I introduce you to a bunch of new, empowering, inspiring women. And the best of all is I've prepared something amazing for you. Because after last season, Um, With each conversation I had, I really noticed that there is a pattern of success that all of my guests share in common, even though each of their stories is completely unique. In fact, it's 10 things that have all helped them to create their personal success stories, no matter the hardship, no matter the difficulties, no matter the trauma that they have experienced. Those 10 things were the ones that have helped them set up a life where they're where they're finally able to embrace themselves, where they're finally able to pursue their life purpose and really make a good living off of that. So I call those 10 things the 10 secrets of thriving women. And I've put all of those 10 things for you um, into an ebook that I've created. So in the ebook, you will not only find out about what those 10 secrets are and what they really mean, But on top of that, I've added to each of those secrets um, a section with reflection prompts for you so that you yourself can identify, you know, where are you at with each of those things so that you can understand what it takes for you to get to that level of all those amazing women and really create that life that you want for yourself as well. So go check it out. Go to olgamuller.com slash podcast and download the ebook completely for free. And um, for everybody who's really like, who's really done with playing miserable and small and being unfulfilled with how things are going, I've created a little once in a lifetime opportunity that you will only find out by the end of the ebook. So go download it, check out the opportunity and um, sign up. So then, welcome to a new season, a new episode of the Thrive Podcast, everyone. Today, I have a really great woman with me. Uh, Her name is Mara Girone. She's originally from Italy. And Mara is a hand embroidery artist whose passion for the beauty and diversity of our world has taken her from Italy to Mexico to Portugal, then Greece, to working and raising her family finally in London now. After completing her degree in Italy, she worked in publishing all across the world and eventually founding and managing her own publishing house. She was living in Athens when she turned to hand embroidery, a craft that she fell in love with at the age of eight. 
But challenged with major life changes, this art became a defining feature of her day-to-day life and she promised herself that she would not lose it ever again. So when she moved to London in 2017, she took a leap of faith and jumped with both feet and a full heart into this new adventure of empowering hand embroidery. She creates bespoke hoodies embellished with hand-embroidered flowers, patterns and motivational words designed to inspire women to face the world with confidence and authenticity. And I'm so happy to have you with us today, Mara. Welcome. Ah, hello everyone. I'm so excited to be here and have this lovely talk yeah. with you and with everyone listening. Yes, and I'm so excited to have you because you have such a great story, which I think, you know, not only the artistry part uh, or artistic part um, and the, the point of starting your own business but I think it's fair to say that you've been through quite a journey <laughs> over the last uh, probably 10 yeah, to like 15 years. 15 years yeah, yeah. and um, I think you've you've went also through many things that I, I know many women are challenged with out there and um So I'm very, very excited to share all the details about that. Um, But first, you know, where did your path actually start out? Because you did not start out as this artist, let's say, with hand embroidery and um, definitely not living in London and all across the world. So tell us a little bit, you know, about what is your original background, actually? Yes, well... I was born in Italy, as you said, but in the south of Italy, uh, in Naples, exactly. So I was uh, from uh, a neighborhood of uh, Naples, a a small place. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I always had this uh, dream of traveling and knowing other cultures. And so when I had the chance at university to study foreign languages and literature, of course, I did, and I started <laughs> <course>. dreaming. <laughs> I mean, it was uh, uh, a, a quite natural choice. Yeah. Uh, of course, my parents, uh, quite traditionalist, uh, wanted for me uh, the classical job, the mm. teacher in primary school with, uh, uh, I mean, a more routine life. Yeah. I had totally different uh, ideas. For me. <laughs> uh, so they tried to... Um, to guide my path towards something else. But anyway, I was stubborn enough to <laughs> to study what I like. And um, uh, unfortunately, uh, when I got my degree, um, the dreams didn't come so easily. Mm. Um, I, I traveled. I went to England two or three times to um, improve my English. Mm-hmm. But... Um, uh, it was very difficult uh, from, I mean, to get the right information uh, to get out there, yeah. basically. Uh, also because, uh, well, especially in the south of Italy, the university is not very supportive in this uh, sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't have what they call here a, a mentor, um, mm-hmm. anyone. So anyway, um, uh, I started working. Uh, because I wanted a job, uh, but it was uh, clearly what I wanted to do. I mean, I was the um, uh, assistant of the director of a company selling uh, hardwood uh, floor. So, <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> very close to artistry and uh, yeah, no, languages. Exactly. <laughs> 
and um, yeah, I was dreaming at the time to to be probably uh, a translator. Mm-hmm. Then uh, I wanted to be a writer. Um, you know, all these glamorous uh, life that you receive constantly from television mm-hmm. and at the time with the internet starting. So anyway, after two years of working in there, there was a part I liked, of course. I mean, uh, dealing with people and uh, I'm quite an extroverted person, maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> you can say. Um, then I decided uh, and I said to my family, like, I'm going to London for six months. I will improve my English. I will find an opportunity and then I will see. And I remember my dad saying, you are leaving. You won't come back anymore. <laughs> and he was right. <laughs> so it wasn't easy because mm-hmm. I was uh, 30 at the time. And let's say it's an old age. Um, it's always a, a matter not, of perspective, I say. Yes, definitely. For many, uh, one problem I faced was uh, I wanted to be an au pair. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was the easiest uh, job. Uh, not yeah. the easiest, but the An easy, easier path, yeah. Yeah, at least. Uh, but um, the families uh, asked me, why you are uh, 30, why do you want to be an au pair? Mm-hmm. And normally, of course, you are when you are 20. So I understood it wasn't my <laughs> thing. Uh, so I started working in uh, some companies, bookshops, anyway. Um, I I met my husband uh, straight away. So he's English, he's British, Mm -hmm. um, and he works for a multinational. Anyway, we started dating, and almost less than a year Mm -hmm. uh, in London and being together with this um, dream man, Mm -hmm. uh, he had an offer. Uh, to go in uh, to Mexico to work mm-hmm. and in the meantime um, I tried to follow another dream mm-hmm. uh, to have a PhD in mm-hmm. uh, history mm-hmm. here in London and I got offered to uh, grants mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I was faced with um, choice between the PhD mm-hmm. uh, and a distance relationship mm. and follow my husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I followed my husband. Mm. And but, from then on... Yes, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And from then on, I was the spouse of who followed. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you this first, because I think I, I, I admire it that you, you know, you are so um, courageous and... Um, let's say fearless to try out so many different options, you know, just, you know, trying out one thing and seeing it doesn't work and then making another step. And like you said, maybe for some people, they think, oh yeah, 30 is already old um, to maybe make such a, such a change or, you know, start out maybe a new life, go for that decision. Because what if I, you know, I don't know, all, all those fear illusions that we have, you know, oh, I should, be supposed to have kids by now and get married and you know and then and I don't have that job and everything so what do you think you know um gives you this kind of or allows you to to make those decisions and really just you know follow through without uh, maybe maybe not not thinking too much about uh you know what you're going to maybe lose or miss out on like what is it that allows you to make those types of decisions 
Uh, well, for sure, a lot of determination. Uh, not to reach a, a certain point. I mean, I couldn't have uh, pictured out uh, mm -hmm. what was going to happen the day after. I mean, but the ter determination of uh, fulfill every each uh, and each step. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, well, the confidence in myself, mm -hmm. not all the time. Of course, I had moments where I said, oh, well, maybe I should have followed what my dad said mm -hmm. and be a teacher and married with kids by, by now. Uh, although the marriage and the kids were not <laughs> in my head at all yeah. um, at the time. So um, I knew that what I wanted definitely um, was to travel uh, and know the world. Mm -hmm. I started late because in Italy, we also get a degree quite late. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I had this um, uh, excuse for me. <laughs> <that day. laughs> um, so um, I was very uh, curious. I'm a very curious person. Mm. So I just want to see what's next. And um, I knew that I was starting a new adventure. Mm -hmm. I knew that it was... Um, knew for me and for all my friends I left behind. I knew that I was courageous mm -hmm. um, to take this leap because I, I didn't have a job waiting for me. I didn't have uh, um, family on this side of the world. And um, I, I just had my passion and still some dreams. I have to say after university, most of the dreams fell and I I felt like defeated yeah. because, uh, you know, you start uh, blaming on the system and blaming on the fact that you come from the south of the world. That's not true. Or it is until a certain point. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you want, you find the necessary information, you uh, find the necessary uh, motivation yeah. for anything. Um, and you don't have to allow anyone anyone to tell you the opposite absolutely um you can with your of course you have to um uh, to uh, to see i mean uh, the reality is that you need i don't know a job to survive yeah. this is uh, i mean it's a matter of fact you cannot uh, live out of uh, thin air and uh, sleep under a bridge That's so true. apart from that that is uh, mandatory. Mm -hmm. All the rest you still can. You can dream. figure it out. Yeah, and uh, also I, well, when I started university, I always had I, I had all these stereotypes in my head. Although I was uh, someone who wanted to travel and know, uh, I had the stereotypes like the English are cold, uh, England is a gloomy place. Okay, nothing more far than reality, of course. <laughs> um, so, and, so never say never, no? I, I mm -hmm. said, so the English are cold. I will never have a boyfriend, an English boyfriend. Of course, I married one. <laughs> so, <laughs> and there you are, back in London. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And I'm loving it. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, so we got to this point where uh, I chose to follow a person who wasn't my husband at the time. Mm. We were just uh, dating and we were going to Mexico. None of us knew 
anything about uh, Mexico apart from the people sleeping uh, under a sombrero <laughs> in the shade of a cactus. Of course, uh, <laughs> this is what they do, all of them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, we moved to Mexico City and... Um, when we were there, I mean, it wasn't easy for me at the beginning mm -hmm. um, because my husband, of course, had a, a job waiting for him. Yeah. And he was going to work every day, all day, and especially at the beginning for many, many hours. And, uh, of course, there was the social life in the, um, in the company. And so I saw him very little i yeah. didn't have friends i didn't have uh, family i didn't have a job i didn't have anything on top i had uh, some people uh, telling me uh, from europe mm -hmm. telling me how dangerous it could be how this and that i mean i remember the first months um spent in the house regretting mm. my step i have to say and uh, being afraid to, to go in the street um and just that then can yeah. I just make a point? Those friends yeah. from, from Europe who told you, you know, it's so dangerous and do this and that, have yeah. they ever been to Mexico? Unfortunately, they, uh, they were people also living there in that moment. But unfortunately, in Mexico, I mean, if you go there with the stereotype in your yeah. head, you can see every single detail yeah. of this wrong interpretation of the place. I mean, of course... I love Mexico. I had the, one of the most amazing experiences in my life mm -hmm. with with the place, with people, with food, with, with everything. It's such um, an inspirational country and uh, full of culture, full of, full of um, color. And I mean, I love it. <laughs> I mean, you can easily say so. But I, at the time, at the beginning, was very difficult to see all this beauty. Uh, yeah. Fortunately, the, um, the the attitude in a in a company in Mexico is quite relaxed and friendly. So we started uh, going out with the um, colleagues mm -hmm. of my husband, and that changed everything because, mm -hmm. of course, there were many Mexicans, um, and uh, we started having this uh, amazing bubble, of course. Mm -hmm. But um, also with a, a very strong touch with the, the reality. Um, and we started enjoying life in Mexico. Yes. I mean, of course, uh, it's a lot of parties. It's true. <laughs> uh, a lot of tequila and dancing. Well, but um, also a lot of uh, amazing people and hardworking people. And um, also we had uh, these amazing... Um, luck to have uh, we had a driver mm. who was our um, um, everything yeah. I mean he worked for us all day every day and he, he became part of the family mm. um, and he took me to places that I would never have dreamt of going yeah. I mean uh, all these uh, little markets uh, um, I mean it, it was fantastic yeah so the reason why I asked before is, um, and I just want to, you know, just quickly come back to that is because so often, you know, we give into people's opinions or advices, you know, for example, in the beginning, when your parents, you know, they recommend us to go a certain career path, because that's what they 
think they know is going to work for you or based on some information that they read whatever in a guide or something like that maybe about Mexico and of course there are places where you need to you know be be um uh cautious and st stuff like that but you know sometimes um we're just accepting um advice from people who we who've never made any experience like that it's just based on something they imagine or they've read but they've never really done the thing and i just want to you know uh make people aware you know who are you taking advice from Uh, mm -hmm. have they really been so, in in those shoes that you actually want to step in or it's just you know something they've read about or their personal opinion because if they haven't done what you want to do then you know go and make your own opinion um, rather yeah, than totally. listening to those people and uh, for sure Mexicans can always find a reason to have a party so I can imagine yeah. <laughs> like that social part uh, really taking off quite well once you find uh, a few people. And it's great because they always introduce you and invite you. And it's not like in Europe. I mean, yeah, not everywhere in Europe. But yeah, yeah it definitely <laughs> maybe here in Germany, for example. So, you know, I'm, I'm really curious because when you shared with me your story and the title that you also kind of are labeled it, and yourself like being the spouse who follows you know and um you've been following for quite some time i think in total 15 years you mentioned and um i think it's an interesting point not only because you, let's say of the following or being that spouse and following someone else's path but because this is something that i think many women are struggling with i've definitely struggled <laughs> with it myself like putting other people's desires above your own yeah and um I think, um, um, yeah, you tend to do that sometimes. I mean, there are two kinds of people. Uh, people who probably are, um, uh, uh, who got there first and mm -hmm. um, consider themselves a bit as, as, as well. And other people who say, yes, please uh, uh, tell me, you have priority. Mm. Um, let's do what uh, you think you strongly want. And most of the time we put ourselves in in the on on the side mm -hmm. in the corner as a support that is very important for the other person of course um, of course uh, this decision depends also on the fact that the the, uh, the person leading the decision is making more money for living unfortunately this is um, uh, a big part of the decision um, But when you are in the situation, it's uh, definitely not easy. Especially yeah. if you are... A because, of course, all the, the social part was amazing. Mm -hmm. But during the day, for me, uh, after uh, going and exploring, okay, but when you start um, living yeah. in the place and being part of the place, you need to do something. Yeah. And I was a person with dreams, with aspirations, with... Uh, uh, I always said, I want to work in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, with all the respect for housewives, uh, I mean, uh, my mom is a housewife and amazing, but it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. So I had to, to uh, find uh, a way to um, start working. Mm -hmm. um, of course, I didn't know uh, well where to start. Um, 
uh, of, of course, I mean, our um, uh, support like relocation agencies or the same company didn't support me from this uh, side. Um, and then things happen. I mean, um, my, my a cousin c- came to visit. He met a girl. This girl happened to be the sister of someone who owned the publishing house mm. and was looking for a salesperson. Mm. And I said, yeah, me, I don't, <laughs> I don't like sales. I don't like sales. Don't tell anyone. But I <laughs> Well, there. now a few people know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I started in this publishing house as a salesperson. Uh, I was thrilled because it was a public publishing house Mm -hmm. so it was one of my dreams to step into Mm -hmm. a publishing house but um, and I think I worked uh, on that position for one month and then the um, editorial uh, director um, handed uh, her notice uh, in and uh, I was there available with my dreams and the owner of the publishing house said would you like to take the position? And I was really, I mean, um, this is this was my really biggest dream come true. I was so happy. I mean, I would have done it for free, to be honest. Well, you've, because, been, you've been there for one month. Yeah, yeah. But uh, when I uh, gave him my curriculum, yeah. he saw which was my background. Um, my background and my uh, aspirations. So, uh, I mean, it was easier for him uh, to give me the opportunity. Um, of course, he didn't know me. It was, uh, yeah, uh, yeah he, he had to trust me, uh, but he never regretted it. I mean, <laughs> I, I was... I loved so much what I did that, uh, yeah, the publishing house started flourishing. Um, and then there were some changes in the, in the staff. And I'm, I, I met, of course, amazing people. I had an amazing experience. Uh, and I met the uh, two uh, girls who became then my partners in my next dream. Mm. But what so, would you say made... Uh, made him you know gain so much trust in you in such a quick time because even though of course you have a resume but still I think being handed an opportunity like this after just being one month in a company I think that's a really big thing yeah I don't know if he uh, okay that, um, for sure I had some advantage one was that um, I was Italian mm-hmm. I am Italian, um, so it's um, uh, a bit like exotic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was interesting um, uh, for my, I mean, for the relationships with uh, because we worked with architects mm-hmm. mainly. So there's a bit of this idea that any Italian has a knowledge of architecture for some reason, and. Uh, so I I was happy to be considered like yeah. that. Uh, of course, in the sales, uh, I made sales, although it was my field and although I didn't really like that. Um, um, but you show passion. I mean, I um, my motto is whatever you do, do it with the 100% of your passion. Mm. Like it's the thing that you always loved in life. Otherwise, don't do it. Mm. I mean, uh, either one or the other. 
so probably uh, with this, um, I definitely gained this trust. And of course, when he gave me the, the opportunity, it wasn't forever. I didn't sign a contract forever. It was uh, just a trial. Yeah. But um, I mean, it came so easy to me, really. It seemed uh, that I did that for all my life, mm. to be honest. And uh, we published um, magazines um, and uh, I just loved it, really, literally. So what do you think, you know, gave you this this energy or I don't even know what to call it, but to really, you know, in this in this expat wife life, which like you mentioned, it's really it's a very like lonely life for, for most mm -hmm. people. You were lucky that in Mexico it's very sociable, the culture, but for many yeah. others, there's not even like a culture that supports it. So what allowed you to you know keep going to not give up on your dream you know to not say oh my god you know this is i don't know um th this is this is not for me maybe even go back or you know just even settle for this let's say housewife uh life, life. even though you feel that it is going against your core well actually i had people saying about why do you want to work you can stay at home and enjoy life Hmm. And I said, that, oh, wait, uh, enjoy life for me is wake up every morning and be excited for hmm. the day to come. So I really think uh, I was lucky to find a job that I really loved because the, um, I think when you have uh, a job, either you love it and you would do it for free mm -hmm. or it gives you so much money that once you closed with your day job, you can uh, use that money to, I don't know, to do something that you really love. I don't know, something. Um, of course, for me, it was a well-paid job and on top, something that I loved. Mm. But you definitely need this motivation every morning to wake up and start the day. Um, and the, 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 the life of the wife uh, at home is... It's too tight. Mm. Uh, it would have been too tight for me. Um, and also I needed, because I was confident enough to, to be of value for, mm -hmm. for someone or for uh, an audience, for whoever out there, I really wanted to give uh, what I had. So my knowledge, my experience and, uh, and my passion. So um, for me, it was uh, um, uh, a lot of what um, pushed me mm -hmm. was uh, the re um, were the relationship with people, um, how um, I could interact with them and give and give and give. And I mean, it becomes a virtuous circle. You give, you receive, you give, you receive, and it never ends. I mean, of course, down moments, are for everyone. Mm. I mean, here we cannot uh, say that everything is perfect, even if you have your dream job, even if you have your dream family. Um, there were down moments where, I mean, the distance from the family, mm -hmm. uh, of course, uh, I could see them a couple of times in a year, so not that often. Um, or some things maybe in the system that I, I didn't necessarily like, <laughs> but you... Uh, learn how to live with them 
uh, ups and downs with um, my husband because uh, I mean uh, with the, uh, the expat life you cannot uh, have long-term plans mm. um, or at least they can change in a day so um, that maybe gave a bit of uh, um, you know this worry and what about tomorrow mm-hmm. and what about if we have children and what about um, if they send us in a country that is terrible yeah um, I tried not to think of it mm-hmm. because otherwise I wouldn't have done anything I would mm. freeze uh, sit and wait yeah. um, so uh, when uh, I met my partners, mm-hmm. my future partners uh, in crime, I say, um, <laughs> and we decided to start our own path, our own uh, publishing house, um, it was scary. It was very scary. For uh, One of the reasons was that I knew that uh, Mexico wasn't the place where I would, have, uh, would go on living forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one, it was a big thing. I mean, I never had a, a company before. I, I didn't have um, an example to follow. Mm. My husband, working for a multinational, um, had a completely a different attitude. Um, but I did it. I mean, in that moment, I said, what can I lose? I mean, it, it can go wrong, but how, how, uh, how much wrong? But mm. it can go be good and very good so uh, we started this adventure and again I mean it seems that um, I always say this uh, last 15 years uh, happened more things than in all the uh, 30 before Um, it was so that was also something uh, that pushed me uh, up and down yeah. Down because I couldn't have a plan, but up because it was always never boring, basically. Mm-hmm. I didn't have time to to get bored. So we started this publishing house. It started going very well. We were a, a staff of only women. Um, of course, with the relationship with architects who are mainly uh, only men. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, I mean, uh, there was the glamorous part, like uh, being invited to all the possible events and um, meeting amazing people, also famous people. And the part where, of course, when you have your own um, company, mm-hmm. It's not true that you are more relaxed. People think, <laughs> uh, people think you can take holidays whenever you want. You can decide whatever you want. That's not true. I mean, you have people depending on you. So you have to pay their wage first. Yeah. Um, you work, you cannot work only eight hours a day. Um, and although you like what you do, I mean, 24 hours is a bit too much. Um, so of course there were ups and downs, maybe the ups were, uh, were more. And, uh, of course, uh, mm, it was amazing. And, uh, I, I think I was at the top of my, um, uh, uh life as a businesswoman at mm. the time. So, um, but if we go just one step back, because I mean, just oh, let's say opening a publishing house by itself is already like uh, badass. But doing it like in a totally different country, I mean, of course you had two partners, there were locals, but still, you know, doing this step 
uh, in an environment where you don't necessarily know all the rules of the game mm-hmm. um, is super challenging. So how did you actually go about it? You know, how did you start out? Because I think this is where most of the people, you know, they they give up. Because starting yeah. out is very, very difficult, you know, getting all, let's say, starting to contact people to get your system up and running, depending on what business you're in. But just setting it all up by itself is already like such a big <laughs> like mountain to climb. And then making, let's say, making it successful, get your first sales in it, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's, it sounds also like a simple, but it's, it's really difficult. So what helped you, you know, to, to deal with all that and make it happen? Well, um, okay. In my case, I had two, um, partners who had my same dreams Mm -hmm. and that helped a lot. Of course, if you are a solopreneur, you have different challenges, uh, when you can share it Mm -hmm. uh, because you share the good and the bad, Mm. but, uh, so, uh, the fact that it was three of us, I mean, when I was down, uh, another one could lift me up mm-hmm. and vice versa. So that helped definitely. Also, uh, I felt Mexico very much like um, it was my uh, own country. Mm-hmm. Uh, language-wise and um Culture-wise, of course, I didn't know all the rules of the game, and I learned them sometimes the hard way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was uh, um, I was so determined to have this work that uh, every defeat was mm-hmm. only another challenge. To be honest, uh, I just. Okay, I was down for a day and then up again. And I mean, the resilience um, is what um, kept me uh, up uh, and running. Mm -hmm. Because, um, I mean, it's not just uh, a problem to start uh, or a challenge or an act of courage, uh, but to keep going. Because to start, if you have the investment, I mean, you start, you can start anything, uh, but then you have to keep it up yes. and uh, have a return. Um, and it doesn't happen overnight. Uh, that is not true. Whoever tells you that is not true. It's not possible. Unless, I mean, you have the, the invention changing the world and not even that uh, sometimes. So um, uh, you have to work um, hard at the beginning. Um but you have to believe on what in what you do. Basically, mm. you have to believe in uh, what you are delivering, a service or product or uh, whatever it is. Uh, you have to be sure that is something that can mm, help people or um, give something. Um, and espe- well, in our case, we were in a market where there weren't. Um, there were there was competition, uh, a very strong competition. But um, you have to come up with a new concept. Mm-hmm. So if you have that, you can go. And um, of course, when you start having people saying, "Oh, look," I mean, uh, recognizing mm-hmm. your work and how good you are doing it and how different it is uh, in a positive way, of course, that keeps you 
going. No, it's um, it's like the fuel to mm-hmm. uh, keep going. And so one thing that uh, you mentioned also earlier, you know, having the confidence that I can give value. Um, I think it's so so powerful and so strong because I think this is, and, and I include myself, like oftentimes we're, uh, this is where I think the greatest fear and doubt comes from when it comes to starting your business, you know, having this knowing and having this conviction that, you know, yes, I can transform your life. Yes, I can, you know, add this great value to your life, to your business, to whatever it is that you're doing. Like, where where do you get that from? Uh, for sure, it's a lot of um, in my character, my mm-hmm. own character. But um, and it's uh, not um, well. I, I had to work on that because um, it, it seems that you uh, you are arrogant and feeling superior. I can no, mm-hmm. it's not that absolutely because I'm a giver. Mm-hmm. So if I think that is something is very good for me. I think there are other people who need that. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I want to reach those people. Of mm-hmm. course, I don't want to reach everyone. I mm-hmm. want to reach this, uh, like a tribe, this mm-hmm. niche. And, um, and I really think there's, um, uh, I mean, there, there's a niche for everything. Um, even if you think you are repeating a pattern, repeating an, a, a product or service, it's uh, it's not true. I mean, it's so unique because it comes from a, a different person mm-hmm. and that person is you. Why not to believe in your strengths, in your um, uh, experience, in your uh, power to give something? In every industry I was in, I, I tried to uh, give um, um, more... Um, to deliver feelings. Mm-hmm. I want to uh, give people uh, nice feelings. So the magazines I had were architectural, mm-hmm. ar- architectural magazines. Um, and I wanted to give these people the feeling, the nice feeling of turning the pages, touching the pages and see the colors mm-hmm. and see all the inspirations of amazing architects in uh, Mexico. And it's what I do now also with my hand embroidery. Mm. Uh, because, uh, I mean, uh, sometimes people think that uh, uh, customers buy only product, um, things that they need. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. I mean, uh, people need feelings. Mm-hmm. If you take away that, I mean, there's nothing. We are not people anymore. Mm. We are uh, robots uh, surviving. So you need things, of course, you buy them, you enjoy them, but also you need, that's why you need art, you need music, you need uh, input, positive inputs, you need beauty. And um, so if you, uh, in my case, I believed strongly in this, uh, so I could take my message uh, out there and uh, reach my people. Mm. And of course, there are always, always, people who don't like you or who try to put you down. And of course, there are. But uh, if you are strong enough with your tribe, I mean, it happens. It's another opinion. And you need to be flexible and open to any uh, feedback. Mm. So would you say it's then just focusing on on what has helped you and just to, let's say, sharing that with other people, um, 
because you, based on your own experience, you know that this is something that has given you value and that focusing on that can really help then the people to overcome this feeling of um, maybe not being good being enough, enough yet, yeah. exactly, yeah. or having enough experience yet or having whatever enough. I mean, I think you have to start somewhere. So you cannot be uh, uh, the um, the perfect uh, um, uh, the perfect uh, whatever you do. I mean, mm. uh, you start somewhere, uh, and that is your level. Mm. And you have to receive uh, positive and negative feedbacks because the negatives normally help you more. Yeah. So you have to be very open to them, to those, um, and then and then you grow. I mean, uh, and and then you can, because you are never uh, finished uh, as an entrepreneur. I mean, uh, you uh, you can never say, okay, I got there, I'm perfect, I'm the guru in this. No, I don't think, because there's always a space to learn more, to do more, to deliver more. Um, and this, uh, so I think at the base of everything is uh, the curiosity to see what comes next. Mm. Uh, enjoying the process as well because that's very important it keeps you focused uh, uh, but you 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 need uh, you want to grow together with your business together with your people together uh, and maybe not try to convince uh, who does like you mm -hmm. but give them a chance to say why why you don't uh, don't you like me please give me your input because mm -hmm. i can improve what i have mm. Of course, uh, the ups and downs uh, are always there. Uh, and I can say as an artist, even more than yeah. in any other field. Um, but uh, I mean, uh, they are not there to stay. Yeah. They come and go. And probably, I mean, there are little things that everyone, I mean, very subjective things that you can do to get out of this uh, mindset. Um And then try again, and maybe it will, it will go better. Maybe uh, you find uh, new solutions, new paths, and um, and of course, if you network and you are uh, open to people, there's always something you learn new mm -hmm. and that uh, you can implement and um, uh, come out of your. Uh, down moment yeah i think uh staying open is or being open is really uh, a very important point so what so eventually you had to leave mexico you moved you moved yeah. again you moved i think to portugal yeah. and uh, yeah. you actually had to give up uh or you came to that point where you decided to uh give up your uh publishing house exactly. or company and um yeah. Can you maybe just give us uh, a, a really short, you know, insight into what happened and what what actually brought you to make this decision? Mm -hmm. Because well, it sounds like this was the, like you mentioned, the best time of your life. You felt on top of the world. And so having to make this decision is quite excruciating, I think. Yeah, it took me a year to decide. Well, uh, first of all, I had my uh, daughter in uh, Mexico. So mm -hmm. when we left Mexico, she was five months old and we moved to Portugal. Uh, this to give a background to the decision. I mean, I, I was a new mom with no family around 
in a new country. Again, same pattern. My husband working many hours, me alone at home. Um, working still with the publishing house uh, with uh, 24, almost 20 hours work every day oh because of the difference. Because of the difference in time, I woke up and started working, and then they woke up. And I had many uh, uh, conference calls uh, at midnight, so when the baby was uh, asleep, finally. And uh, um, so after a year, I mean, I went to Mexico only once in this time, and I realized that with a young baby, uh, I couldn't uh, really be traveling that much. At least it wasn't my idea. I, there are amazing women doing it, but I couldn't, I, I felt awful. I mean, I went to my publishing house and it became uh, the longest week of my life because my baby was uh, thousands of kilometers away yeah can i just say like like my first year of motherhood and i was just well i was being uh, let's say just a mom and then trying to also advance in my life uh, like professionally and things but working 20 hours with a little baby this is just like suicidal yeah it was was exhausting so i got to a point where physically i couldn't go any any further and i knew that i was also i knew that i needed to be physically uh present in mexico mm-hmm. and i couldn't so um, i mean with my partners we decided sadly mm-hmm. uh to let it go because it was going well i mean mm-hmm. it was just a sad decision for everyone but uh, you know something broke because i left yeah uh, although i knew that i i I was going to leave anyway, but uh, until you leave the reality, you you don't understand. So when I closed the publishing house, that it was um, very difficult to believe um, because I kept receiving emails and calls uh, from customers, from architects, from <laughs> a lot of people mm-hmm. uh, asking why. <laughs> It was even difficult to give the right answer, Uh, but I was uh, exhausted. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and uh, I was uh, leaving also this mom guilt. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wasn't uh, uh, the perfect mom. I wasn't the perfect uh, businesswoman. So what, of course, I started doubting myself big time. but you and, know, there, there is yes. like I, I, I hate like I, I realized the other day I by now already hate this word perfect. This yeah. there's no such thing as being a fucking perfect mom. Like perfect in nothing actually, not just the mom, anything. Yeah, there is no perfection and it is no. just a such a big mind fuck and it's screwing people over because you always think, you know, oh I'm not giving enough yet, I'm not doing it right yeah. or I have to do XYZ because whatever, Annie from across the street is doing that. That's all such a load of crap. Sorry. That's Yeah, just definitely. You're something totally right. that, that needs to stop, you guys. Don't stop yeah. thinking about perfection. Look, I suggest not to read the books, for example, because <laughs> in books they say you do uh, A, B, C and yeah. you get there. It's not true. <laughs> I mean, with motherhood, I, I mean, I understood that. Um, I mean, it's uh, really every child is different. Every woman is different. Every yes. situation is different. Yes. I mean, I kept reading, you know, when you want the answer, 
are the reasons and answer because i mean you need to take every day that at a time yeah. i mean you cannot have it have it uh, um clear in front of you you are mom for the first time yes and you do what you can exactly. i mean of course after delivering the uh, helping with the basic needs i mean you are a person so this um, and i have to say uh, i mean i realized that with uh, my second child to be honest uh, everything made sense you know because i wanted to uh, uh, be the perfect mom i wanted the perfect baby and she wasn't she was crying all <laughs> the time she had the reflux, she had the colics, she, uh, my goodness. She was I being started, a human? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I thought it, she was a, a, just a difficult baby yeah. because I had all these mom saying, oh, my child, she sleeps 10 hours a night. I said, 10 hours? I mean, I'm lucky if she sleeps half an hour. Yeah. And every <laughs> half an hour, I have it to feed her. I mean, it was terrible. Don't exa- anyway, don't listen to yeah. those moms. They're all no. lying. Yeah, I uh, now I know. Now <laughs> I know. <laughs> I found that the hard uh, hard way uh, though. But yeah. uh, um, also, and because you don't have family around. Ah, also because of course, if you are a perfect mom, you don't need help. Why do you need help? Exactly. You have just the baby to look after. That's not true. Ask for help. Ask yes. for help. Give. Uh, Delegate, delegate, and forget that the, there is a toy in the kitchen. Yeah. Forget that uh, you didn't <laughs> clean the bathroom. Forget everything. I mean, you can do, you are one. You can be in one place at a time yes. and do one thing at a time. Yes. That's all. So, um, I mean, I, I think I was uh, exhausted with work. I, I was uh, probably... Um, going to have a big burnout mm. um also at the time i i probably didn't have postpartum depression but i had this baby blues mm-hmm. that didn't help either anyway um it's only after maybe when my daughter was two two and a half that she started sleeping um, maybe four hours in a in a row that was a big achievement uh when i started looking at myself and say, hey, I mean, look at yourself. I mean, you are a person. What are you doing? Mm. And it's when I started uh, find um, interests again, because I'm an avid reader. I didn't read anything in two mm. years apart from books that, that made my uh, life uh, more difficult, the baby ones. <laughs> um, I didn't uh, do any... Anything, um, you know, I really like crafts in general. Mm. I didn't do anything. I mean, so, uh, and I was in Lisbon. Uh, It's an amazing place, Mm -hmm. um, full of uh, also art and culture, very vibrant. So uh, I decided uh, when my daughter started uh, nursery Mm -hmm. uh, to give me a bit of time uh, doing something I like. So it's when I started doing something, uh, you know, you always uh, say, okay, maybe later, maybe later. Some of these courses, I always have a long list of courses I want to uh, take. And I started a sewing course Mm -hmm. uh, and then a millinery course. And I loved it. 
uh, of course, I started being a social person again. Because it feels so good. <laughs> yeah, I said, oh my gosh, I can still talk, I can still have a laugh. Um, because you tend to isolate yourself because you think you are the only one not uh, achieving whatever you think is the perfection. Yeah, and can I so, just can I just yeah. say that it's not sure. just for for being a mom. I think being a mom, like, is quite a, an extreme or can become a quite extreme situation. But even you guys, if you're you know working at a job like those fifty hours or something like that, and you come home exhausted, you start to not do anything anymore because you just feel so exhausted. So when you then go out and you socialize, you start doing something that you have enjoyed before. You know, you really real realize and notice afterwards what a difference it makes in your energy level in your attitude in your motivation in your let's say hunger for life again so if you really feel like you know this kind of level of exhaustion or something like that start with tiny things that you know that you like that you always wanted to try out because I guarantee you it will get you in a totally different you know place of mind place of emotions and um will help a lot yeah at the beginning maybe you force yourself yeah. because you say i don't know uh, i like reading but you don't really want to do, do it it's the first time the second you start enjoying it and and seeing that actually you can have a bit of space of for enjoyment and uh, the fact to, uh, when you start talking to people that you start talking of also things uh, different from uh, nappies and feeding that helps a lot as well. Yes. And but in general, I mean, uh, as you said, either motherhood or a, a, any very demanding job, you need still to be a person with uh, passions, interests, and, and dreams. Yes. Because the dreams uh, cannot uh, cannot be only the dreams of the perfect job. The dream can be also anything else. I mean, the, your next holiday, uh, your next dinner out, or mm, your next movie at home on the couch under the cover. I mean, you, you, um, yeah, everyone finds um, uh, its own way, you not know, mm. to to go back to these things. But we don't have to wait too long. Yes. This is uh, important. And then realize that you are still a person, but you lost yourself completely. Exactly. And I remember, for example, I put on, of course, tons uh, of weight. Uh, so that on top made me um, wonder, what am I doing? Mm. I mean, but I, I, I mean... Um, of probably the contact with people is uh, what um, brings you towards this click um, and the sooner the better definitely um, so going back to of course uh, I mean uh, I took all the possible courses mm -hmm. uh, Lisbon was the place where I took courses I didn't even think of working uh, I just took courses of drawing and, uh, yeah, I said sewing, millinery, um, a, a lot. Um, and then we had to move again. Mm -hmm. uh, I just found out that I was pregnant with my second child. Mm -hmm. And we left, uh, we moved to Greece. And, of course, again, same pattern. Uh, and this time on top, pregnant with a, a young child, uh, new country, uh, new 
language that I didn't know uh, at all. Mm. Although in Greece they speak quite good English, so uh, and with a overworked uh, husband. Um, so um, uh, it was uh, quite difficult at the beginning. Again, uh, then I had my second child. And the first one uh, went to school, the, um, I had the baby. Uh, I was a bit more relaxed because I started understanding that um, I had just to go with the flow mm-hmm. and uh, listen to my child and my body, nothing else. So um, while the first child was uh, breastfed every uh, I don't know, uh, I don't even remember how, how long mm-hmm. between one and the other. The second was on demand, so easier. The first one was not allowed to sleep with us. The second one slept with us until three. Mm. I mean, little details that made my life easier and nicer uh, for the baby, to yeah. be honest. So let's say that I uh, came out of the... Uh, blues mm-hmm. quicker this time That's so um, I had the chance to um, go to a workshop um, it was for new mums mm-hmm. um, and there I met people uh, again I started having a, a, a life out of the house um, and then I started thinking of myself again uh, as a person and as a businesswoman, because I always had this thing of, of having my own business, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't really know what. Mm-hmm. Um, then I had the session with the coach and she said, look, to feel better again, uh, you should go back to something that you really like to do and can be anything. It can be a walk, it can be drawing, it can be reading. And then I, I thought, hmm, unembroidery is something that I didn't do for ages mm-hmm. because I started when I was eight, but I was a bit uh, challenged because my mom said, yeah, you can uh, do unembroidery, you can do only cross-stitching. And I said, no, I don't want to do cross-stitching. That is for grandma. I, it's boring. Um, I want my own pattern. And I remember I drew this pattern. I did it. Of course, it wasn't anything uh, amazing. But uh, it was the beginning of what I'm doing today. Because Mm -hmm. um, I draw my stuff. And uh, they are all original drawing. And I just paint with the thread and needle. Mm -hmm. So my... uh, starting was when this uh, coach suggested to go back to something I loved and I start, started embroidery uh, again, just here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started creating, you know, the, the usual. You create the thing, you show the friend and they say, oh, but that is amazing. How can you possibly do it? Because when you like something, it comes out so naturally, so easily, mm-hmm. that uh, you think everyone could do it. Mm. Uh, while you do it in your unique uh, way, and you give others positive feelings when they look at it. Mm. So, um, uh, so in Greece, I started um, creating stuff again, and then... Um, in Greece, of course, we had then an amazing life. It was 
uh, some years of uh, being like on holiday all the time <laughs> because we had this uh, huge house near the sea and you know all you can think of uh, 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 Greece near the sea and with beautiful weather anyway um, then we had this opportunity to come to London um, and my husband is British, it made sense, um, and it was like a bit of uh, the closing of a circle. Yeah, we when met it's here, same, we like came, yeah. you're, you're, you're going back where it all started. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I came back a totally different person. Of course, uh, also, uh, uh, it's now four of us, not mm-hmm. uh, on my own anymore. Um, well, uh, you're, doing, you're doing your au pair now, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, so now um, we came here two years and a half ago. Um, of course, we are happy. We love London. I really love London uh, because it's, uh, of course, between uh, theaters and uh, museums and exhibitions. I mean, it is my place, definitely. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, it is so vibrant. So. It's also challenging sometimes because everything is too fast. Yeah. Uh, and you feel uh, the first year I felt quite overwhelmed because I couldn't see all the uh, the shows. I couldn't go to all the exhibitions. I couldn't uh, read all the newspapers. You know, it, it is a lot. Then you start calming down and then <laughs> you select. Um, so I said, that, like, I mean, if I really want a business, and in the meantime, my hand embroidery, my style um, found a bit uh, more uh, coherence mm-hmm. and, and identity. Uh, and I said, if I don't do it in London, I won't do it anywhere. Because, uh, uh, I mean, it's such a huge place with people from all over the world and uh, with thousands of opportunities, um, and also it's quite easy, uh, in a way, to start a company. You just go online, and in half an hour you are set. It's While uh, yeah, in other countries, yes. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't know how many documents, how many times, how many people you have to talk to. So um, that made it easier. Uh, of course. Um, and, and, so, then, and so what, yeah. what made you decide? Because I know so many people, you know, they, they maybe are interested in such a, let's call it niche um, mm-hmm. topic or market yeah. or whatever it is, where they are like, you know, I always see that like if they're passionate about it and I'm like, why don't you do something with it? You know, yeah, yeah. but who will be interested in, in it, you know, and you could never... Um, grow out something out of this so what made you what gave you this conviction that you know um, hey yes I can turn like it's maybe a niche thing uh-huh. to do but I can definitely turn this into a, a business look I uh, I mean um, you have to know that there's a market for everything literally everything I mean if you look around there are products that you say oh really Is, are there people buying that mm-hmm. yes there are if they are in the market, there are. And um, if you don't try, you can never know. Uh, so you, again, if you trust in what you, if you like what you do, you are already one person who likes it. It's not impossible that you find other people like you. I mean, we are millions in the world. It's yeah. not just, uh, nowadays we are so lucky we have internet. 
you can sell virtually everywhere in the world. The only thing is that you need to have courage. Courage to put yourself out there yes. and be prepared if uh, you get defeated. But it's not big big deal. I mean, it happens all the time. It happens even if you don't challenge yourself that much. You maybe uh, are the kindest person. You go in the street and someone treats you badly. That's mm. You get defeated. But, I mean, you didn't do anything to have it. So be active. Uh, try, try, try. Any idea is an idea. Any idea coming from you is a unique idea. So it can always find um, a, a market. Uh, with time, of course, you can transform it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can adapt the reality, uh, well, yourself to reality, because uh, we have to start with a big dream. Okay, where you want to get. And then from, from that one, start working. And along the path, there will be so many changes. I mean, you cannot say I want to sell, I don't know, in uh, Liberty tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless but it's very, unless you are already established and you have um, uh, the right way to pitch these places. Mm-hmm. I mean, it cannot happen tomorrow. So give yourself a vision and just go towards it. And if things change, adapt yourself. Don't be stubborn because you don't know the market. You don't know many things can happen. You don't know the people you will meet on the path. I'm, um, I'm meeting people now. I mean, things are really picking up. Mm-hmm. And yesterday I, I, I had a, um, a proposal that I would have never dreamt of, not even a week ago. Not, I mean, imagine a year ago, not Mm -hmm. even that. Um, But things evolve. I mean, it's natural that they evolve. If they die, um, it could be you didn't put enough effort or it was meant to. Mm. And uh, you take another path. I mean, we are always, I mean, we are all very creative. Uh, We can always come up with new ideas. And if we really enjoy what we do we will have these ideas and uh, being um, attractive Mm -hmm. for someone out there and of course we need to go out there if we stay at home doing our own stuff and no one knows I mean that's called hobby Mm. if you want to have a business it has to go out there and out there doesn't mean that you uh, open an Etsy shop and you put it in the window. No, you actively have to go out there and use any possible um, way, uh, with respect, of course. If you start being spamming, uh, you won't get anywhere. Um, but there are opportunities for everyone. Even with, and for example, I found that my competitors mm-hmm. that I don't like to call competitors are, I don't know, colleagues or um, just people from the same network Mm -hmm. can be amazing because if you share, you get more. 
even if you are in the same industry. It's not true that you kill that industry. No, because it's never the same exact thing, unless someone is imitating, a, creating a fake of your own yeah. stuff. But that is different. That is not a competitor. They didn't have an idea. They're just copying. That's, That's different. So, um, I don't know. I mean, uh, okay, I mean my apps today. <laughs> so, yeah, I can only uh, talk positive of this uh, path that is not always uh, so easy, uh, especially because um, sometimes for our beliefs, for our um, uh, limitation in thinking of uh, money sometimes or mm-hmm. thinking of uh, uh, till where you can go uh, being uh, selly, uh, sell. Uh, Healthy uh, yeah. to sell to people, um, but uh, definitely there are opportunities. We have to use them uh, and enjoy uh, the path to get there and the outcome. Mm. Um, there's no no magic um, way to get there. Yeah, it's uh, only with the passion, determination, resilience, um, and uh, well, honesty mm. as well, because uh, if you are open and you share and you uh, don't try to uh, hide or take uh, away from people, you get that. I love that. So who, if you are having one of those hobbies, desires, whatever preferences, go for it. So uh, Mara, what would you say? How? In what way is the, the you now different from the one that has come to London like 15 oh. to 17 years ago? My goodness, <laughs> a lot. Uh, well, for sure, uh, one of the things is that um, uh, I feel more uh, empowered mm-hmm. to get what I want. Um, it means that um, I still have dreams. Of course, you never have to stop to have dreams. Um, and um, no one can decide if your dream is worth it or not. Mm. So just go for it. Um, while when I came here 15 years ago, uh, I was doubting that I could still uh, dream because of my age, because of my um background because of everything um and don't doubt yourself i mean not with arrogance of course uh but feel your gut and go for it and take it this is what i learned and what i feel i am today Hmm. so if there was one message that from all of your experience that you've had now as a, let's say a, a businesswoman as a as a wife as a mother as a you know a traveler um, and maybe also things that you, you see and notice that many other women are uh, struggling with. What is one thing that you would like every woman to know in this world, if you could just plug it into their mindset and change that one thing? Uh, that, as you also said, there isn't the perfect in anything. So let's uh, try and achieve what is very good for us. Perfection is doesn't exist and you don't have to compare yourself to others so you're you are unique and what you can achieve and what you can give 
is unique to yourself. And you can um, and never ask to yourself too much. I mean, mm-hmm. you can juggle everything. You can be wife, mother, businesswoman, friend, uh, colleague, anything. But with, uh, with uh, your own time and with your own, uh, respecting your own uh, need. So respect yourself first. Mm. All the rest will come. I love that. And uh, one thing that I always like to close out is, um, I call it three nuggets of wisdom. So if you could give your six-year-old self three pieces of advice that you would like her to know about, you know, what's ahead of her or what maybe she doesn't know yet or what you just want her to have like as a guidance, what would be those three things that you would like six-year-old Mara to know? Hmm. Uh, never stop dreaming. Um, uh Try, uh, if you believe uh, in something, try it uh, and never be scared of failure. Failure is uh, what helps you to grow. Mm, I love that. So Mara, where can people, you know, find you? Where can they find your hand embroidery, your your hoodies, your all the things that you're doing? It's really awesome work, you guys. So really check it out. But where can they find it? Uh, well, uh, I have a website, it's www.maragirone.com um, and with Mara Girone you will find me on um, Facebook and uh, Instagram, it's Mara Girone Simple Sophistication. Um, I'm not present at the moment in a brick and mortar shop, I was during the, the Christmas holidays, uh, but um, please, um, I mean, Uh, stay tuned to, to for more because uh, there's a lot uh, coming out uh, in the next two three months. Oh, that's amazing! So go check out Mara's website at margirona.com, also her Instagram and Facebook. And uh, really, there's some beautiful designs. I really, you know, like the combination of uh, this the let's say the embroidery and uh, let's say sweatshirts and really like modern things. So. Um, I'd really love if you guys check it out. So Mara, we've come to the end and it's been a really great, you know, time with you. So many things that, um, I take for myself so many, you know, I think moments that so many can relate to and so much advice and wisdom that you shared with us. So thank you so much for being part of the podcast and, uh, hopefully it has, you know, touched the people, the right people at the right time with the right thing. Thank you so much for tuning into the Thrive Podcast and spending your precious time with us. If you found this episode valuable and think that others could benefit from it too, please share it with your network, friends, and family. I would also be forever grateful if you could go over to iTunes and leave us an honest review about the show. And if you have a comment, question, or topic that you would like to see covered on the show, go to algamuller.com slash thrivepodcast. So see you next week, girl. And until then, don't forget that you were meant to thrive.